0: Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. All Today is a new day. Today I will be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God, and by the word of God to never be the same, never be the same. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I do that just so I can get organized up here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I really felt, how many of you, is this your first time here at the well? Would you raise your hand? Welcome, welcome, welcome. For the rest of you, you won't be surprised. Um, <clears throat> so I really just am feeling uh, while we are in worship, um, the title of my message was A Journey of Faith. And I don't know about um, y- you guys, but I know for me, sometimes it is hard. And you're especially when you've been pressing in and believing for something, and you're like, it feels like heaven is brass. Can anybody wave your hand and say, yeah, "I I know what that feels like? And you're wondering, God, are you listening to me? Are you, are, am I not praying the right prayer? Am I not singing the right song? Am I not like kneeling the way I need to kneel? What is it that I need to do differently for you to come and answer and break through in this situation? How many of you can agree with that one? So this is what we call the faith journey, and it looks different for everybody And there are times when we're going along and we're just like getting knocked off our feet. We're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed. It's like everything that we're praying, we're seeing answers to and we're seeing breakthrough in our lives, we're seeing breakthrough in other people's lives. But then there comes a point in time when God says, okay, I want you to now grow your faith to a level you've never had it before. And what that takes is a level of tenacity that you've never had before. And it takes a stick to itness. Are you listening to me? It says, okay, no matter what, it doesn't Listen, there are times when you may think that you don't have any faith, but if you took a step forward, even though you think you don't have faith, that took faith. That took faith. For some of you to get up this morning and to come to church and to sit in these pews, that took faith. And that's a big deal because the devil wants to constantly bring us down to a place of feeling as though we're defeated because we feel like we haven't measured up. We're not doing well enough. Oh no, I just fell down. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pain in my, in my gut. I'm feeling as though he's not around and now I feel guilty that I even feel this way. Now what am I going to do? Well, you know what you're going to do? You're going to get back up because a quitter always stops, but a failure, there's a difference, always gets back up. You can fail, just don't quit. Does that makes sense? We're talking about obedience. You know, obedience leads to victory. If you want to have faith that can take down the mountain, if you want to have faith that can take down the lion and the bear, it takes obedience. It's not a feeling. It's not based on how you feel. There are are so many times where I'm like, God, not feeling it, not at all feeling it. So I have to step out in obedience. And there's one thing that I'm learning, and I can say learning, is this little thing right here. When I'm feeling the most hopeless, that's the time I have to either shut up or get my praise on or start to do some spiritual warfare because I do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against powers of principalities. And we have to remember that. It's in times like that when we want to look at each other and we want to put blame on one another that we have to actually put the blame on the one that needs the blame. Come on, are you listening to me? And so, that's what I was doing up here. And I think that there's a, there's, God is wanting to release a tenacity in the church where we quit sitting down and we start standing up. And people are always around us to try to put us down, but God is here to raise us up. And he's saying, will you arise in this season and in this hour for me? That faith, that kind of faith, that just takes obedience. It's not a feeling. We can't be moved by feelings. And, you know, here's the thing. I grew up in the faith movement, and I was told that if you didn't break through in a situation, it's because you didn't have enough faith. If you were sick, well, you just need to fast and pray more because you don't have enough faith. So we, I would like put on a facade to pretend like, you know, I'm not sick. No, I'm not And you would even say, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm healed. Well, the fact is I, I'm sick, but the truth is I'm going to be healed by the stripes of Jesus. So what happened as a result of, this, of the faith movement, parts of it were awesome and amazing, and I'm very grateful to have that foundation, is that it also teaches you that you don't go through trials, tribulation, or suffering. And that's just not biblical. God is big enough to walk with us through, say through, through trials, through trials, through tests, through suffering. It doesn't mean that you have a lack of faith or your faith isn't big enough because you're going through some hard times. We live in a fallen world. People say, well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be suffering. Ask somebody who lost a loved one unexpectedly. Ask someone who lost their business during COVID. Ask somebody who lost their home. Ask somebody whose spouse just walked out on them for no reason. Ask somebody who's in the middle of a tumultuous marriage and situation. And tell them that suffering isn't part of your walk with Jesus. See, the devil wants to take you down, but God wants to bring you up. And so if we think that going through these hard times, it's like, why me? Why me? Are you not listening to me? How come this is happening to me? Why does this always happen to me? When you start going down that road, that is not a road that you want to go down. It's not a road to follow. It's not a path to be on. Because hardships are going to come. Trial, he said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But, thank God for the but, be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. But Jesus suffered just as we do. And he was tempted in all points, just as we are, yet he did it perfectly and without sin. Turn with me to Proverbs twenty-one, thirty-one. If I could get some water up here, that would be amazing. A horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory is from the Lord. Let me say that again. A horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory is from the Lord. First thing that we see there is as individuals, our first responsibility is to prepare for battle. One of the things I said when things like this was happening right now with COVID and what happened with 9-11 and other things like that is David, he was prepared to take down Goliath because he had already What? took down the lion and the bear so we have to be ready I I believe that we're in a season where, where, where we're battling and we can feel it we can feel it in our homes we can feel it when we're out in the in the workplace we can feel it when we're in the marketplace you can feel the spiritual climate that we are in a battle and so what we have to do our part is to be prepared what does that look like? Well, you know what, a surgeon goes, it goes to uh, school and he learns everything he can to learn about surgery. It's the same thing that we get to do. We have this book, the Bible, and it's full of information that we need, that you need, that I need, so that we can fight the good fight of faith. So I'm going to be prepared, but who's the one that brings the victory? It says this. It says, but the victory is from the Lord. It's not on me. It's not on you. It's on him. He's the one that has to bring us through, and he promises that he will do it. We have to understand that important to have success in this life is that we lean upon him and know that he's the one that's going to take us through. Now um, come to Matthew chapter 17, 14. I love this. The Lord said, working for a reward is not wrong. It's required. Let me say that again. Working for a reward is not wrong. It's required. You see, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So sometimes we live this life as as though, you know, if you don't want your reward, I'll take it because we are to work for that, but we don't strive for that. We prepare ourselves, and he's the one that brings the victory. And we act out of a place of obedience. Say, obedience. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. Let me put a backdrop to this first before I go any further. Jesus had just been on the mountain, with Peter, James, and John, and he had just, they had just seen him on the Mount of Transfiguration, they had just seen him change, and so they're coming back, and now he's entering into this situation, and the other disciples that were there, can you imagine Peter, James, and John are like, look at me, I mean, we were up there, and you guys are down here, and you can't do a thing, but anyway, so... um, So they're coming down and Jesus is confronted with this. When they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. Now, wouldn't that be frustrating? It's like you're there, you're like trying to do your thing, and nothing happens. He comes along, it's gone. I thought that was frustrating. (laughs) If you were in this situation, you would have been frustrated. Then the disciples came to him, to Jesus privately, and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here and from there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. O you of little faith, mustard seed faith. O you of little faith. Now, I want you to see something. That word little in the Greek means brief because i reading this I'm thinking, this doesn't make any sense. He's saying if their faith is small as a mustard seed, that he could, they could do this. But now he's saying, oh, you of little faith. Are you saying that their faith was smaller than a mustard seed? No, he's saying that their faith did not have the fight that it took. It's not that their faith was just so small it was little it was brief some we got to put a fight in our faith we have to be willing to stand and keep standing you see, we put a time limit to how long we're going to believe for something. We put a time limit on how long we're going to believe for a breakthrough in our finances, in our marriage, for our son, for our daughter, for our mother, for our father. We put a time limit on how long can I continue to say the same thing over and over again. And God is saying you need to have more fight in your faith because it's a time and a season where we cannot give up. Amen? Luke 18, I'm going to read out of the Amplified, and the guys never got anything back there this morning, but it's Luke 18, chapter, or chapter 18, verse 1 through 5, and then 7 through 8. Now Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart, saying, In a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God, And had no respect for man. There was a desperate widow in that city. And she kept coming to him and saying, give me justice and legal protection from my adversary. For a time he would not. But later he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow continues to bother me, I will give her justice and legal protection, otherwise by continually coming, she will be intolerable, annoyance, and she will wear me out. And will not our just God defend and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay in providing justice on their behalf?" I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? Faith is directly tied to perseverance. I love how he says, I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly, speedily. How many of you have been waiting? Doesn't seem quick to me. We don't know how often that widow went to the unjust judge. It doesn't tell us if it was two days, two weeks, two months, two years, but he was unjust. And even in her continually coming, he finally said, oh my gosh, I'm going to give you what it is that you want. And how much more will our father in heaven, our daddy, come on, our our Abba father, if we continually, persistently come to him, will not give to us. See, there's a difference. I always say there's a process in the suddenlies. It's like all of a sudden something happens and we're like, wow, that just happened out of nowhere. No, there was a process there. Not only a process in your life, not only a process in what I'm going through, but there's a process in that spirit realm that you and I don't even see. There are things that are happening and taking place and who knows, who knows if we're like this close. It's like, it's like this is my answer. And I'm like, oh. I cannot do this anymore, and I was that close. I was that close. We have no idea how close we are for this thing to be broken through, but what happens is we get into a mindset where our faith doesn't feel like it's big enough. It's big enough for them. They can do it, but my faith is not big enough. I can't do this. No, you have little faith. You have brief faith, and you can do it because of he who is in you, amen? Come on, give God glory. You see, we are not entitled to a quick answer. But boy, we want it. Do you want to know why? Because we have Google. I wonder why God doesn't use Google. So because we live in a society, especially in North America, where it's, we have this microwave mentality, where we've prayed, and, and even though we've seen a measure, of breakthrough, it doesn't matter. You have to keep on keeping on. And, and it's, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. He never said it was going to be easy. We just want it to be easy. Don't withdraw too soon. You have to keep fight in your faith. Say fight in my faith. We were watching Rocky. Um, I wanted to watch the, all of them, but after the second one, my husband goes, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. <laughs> he boxes somebody, they go down. Now the next one, we're going to box somebody else. And, but I'm like, oh, but there's so much to get out of this. Because here he is, who was it, the second one? Who was the guy? Apollo. He prepared for that thing. And I I started thinking about, he knew what he was coming up against and who he was coming up against, the champ. And he did what he knew to do. And it it was phenomenal. He's in a meat locker room and he's like punching meat. And for you men, you're like, amen. But you're, he's tenderizing the meat. He's running up and down stairs. He's doing, he's going beyond his own physical limitations. When we're in a battle and when we want to prepare ourselves, excuse me, if you want to prepare yourself for a battle that's up ahead, The time to be prepared is not in the midst of the battle. The time to be prepared is before you ever enter in. You see, one of the things that the enemy loves to do is to get you in a place where everything's going well. My life is peaceful. I've got enough money in the bank. My family is happy and healthy and blissful. And this is just like walking through the roses. And that's where he wants you, because that's when your guard gets down. But the word that I read says that we are soldiers. Are you listening to me? And so it's we're not living in a defeated mindset. I never said that. We're, we're living in a preparedness mindset where we are prepared in the day of battle. Isn't that what the scripture says? I'm going to be prepared in the day of battle. Who's going to bring the victory? Absolutely, 100%. And how many of you know that you want to help God along? I've tried to help God along for years and only to find out that it doesn't work. And then I forget that it doesn't work and I try to do it again. And then I'll go for a little while and I'll stay just in faith, preparing myself, Getting the scriptures that I need. If, you know, if somebody asks me to pray for them, I'll say, what scriptures are you standing on? And if they say, uh, and say, well, then you need to go back, find out what scriptures that you're going to stand on, and then I can come into agreement with you. But I have to know what you're standing on. I have to know what your foundation is. I have to know what the promise that God has given you. Because our hope cannot be in our circumstances changing. And that's so hard, especially if you're in a hard circumstance. It's hard, and it's hard to hear that. And, I, and when somebody says that to you, or like when the Lord said it to me, I was like, that's hard, because I don't like the circumstance over here. Are you listening? But your hope is in that. If your hope is in your circumstance changing, then you have hope which is deferred. If you have hope that is in God, in the promise of God, but more than just the promise, but the promise keeper of that promise, then your desire will come, and it'll become a tree of life. There's the difference. Our hope has to be hooked to him. Our hope cannot be out here. Because I found myself just like this, and I still, there's days I do it. I'm not perfect, and I don't get down on myself for it either. I'm like, okay, well, just have to get back up, shake that off, and keep on going. But if you put your hope in your circumstances, you will live a deferred, defeated up-and-down life, but if you put your hope in the one that is steady and steadfast, you will be calm, immovable, say immovable, because then you will have been prepared for the day of battle, that's how we get prepared for the day of Babel, at battle, Babel? that too, faith is not the absence of facts, it's conviction, faith is not the absence of facts, it's conviction, In other words, faith does not deny what is going on. Like I told you before, like if you're sick, don't say, oh, I'm not sick. I'm fine. No, it's okay to say that you're sick. There's a conviction that comes with that. And then we just go past that because faith sees. Does it not? I was thinking about hope, and hope is the deep sense that something good is going to happen, even if you don't see it in the natural. But faith sees. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. But it sees in the realm of the spirit. You see it. There are times when I will wake up in the morning and all of a sudden I'm like, Kathy, put your hope on. Hope saying that I believe that something good is about to happen. What happens if that whole day goes by and nothing good happens? I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going to put hope on. That day goes by, the next day, the week, the month, the years, I'm going to, you have to continue to put hope on. Because my hope is in Him. Are you listening to me? Oh, this is good. Negative speaking and complaining is the same to the devil as praise and worship is to God. So if you're just one of those negative complaining people and you say, well, that's just who I am, then you are exalting the devil instead of Jesus. Because that's, he loves that. That's like music to his ears. Ouch. That's why it bothers me when people say, I'm sick, and they're not sick. They'll say, oh, I'm going to stay home. I'm, I'm sick. And I'm like, you just exalted the devil in your life. If you're not sick, don't be doing that. Are you listening to me? I feel feisty. Turn to Exodus chapter fourteen. Can you give God a shout? Starting in verse 10, it says, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may, not, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than it would to be to should sorry Egyptians, than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, "Do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which we, He will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more, forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Part of their preparedness right here would have been to stay in a place of peace because the battle was the Lord's. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Did you notice that he never cried to the Lord? He was talking to the Israelites. I've read that over and over again. I'm like, hmm. Don't see it. I said, why is it in there? I don't see him crying to you. I don't see him doing this to you. Because of the Israelites, he represented the Israelites. Again, we talk about the body of Christ becoming one. Who was murmuring and complaining? The Israelites were. And so he's saying to Moses, why do you cry to me? He's standing on behalf of the Israelites. They are the ones that were crying to him. He says, tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all of his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord God when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to be the one. And to gave, and it gave light by night to the other. So that the one did not come near the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and to their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And they were all overtaken. See, it's so important that the one thing that they did was they stepped out in obedience to what the word of the Lord was. And it was like, look, there's, imagine this actually happened. You've got a bunch of people behind you coming after you with swords and spears, and you're getting up to this sea. Now what are you going to do? You've got this sea that is impossible to cross. And so the first thing that you could be doing in your mind, which is what they did, is how in the world is this ever going to turn out for our benefit? There is an obstacle here that is going to overtake us. I don't know how we're going to get across. They're behind us. I wish you would have stayed where we were in the first place. How many of you ever felt like you wish you could even go back to where you were because it seems like it's so hard to move forward in, in going forward because you don't see what's on the other side? But God is saying that if you have just a little faith, and that means a faith that is not brief, a faith that it has fight in it, and you continue to move forward, that that seed, that thing that has been there for day, week, month, and years, that you feel like is never going to get parted. God promises that he will part it, because he said in his word that he's not a man that he would lie, and he'll do exactly what he said he would do. So don't grow weary while doing good. Amen? Rachel, come up here if you would. I want us to stand, and I want us to do. You know what? I want the whole band up here. I felt a sound. There was a sound that was happening, and then it stopped happening. So we want to get back to that sound. Uh, and it was like a a warfare. It was like a, a tenacity. It was it was like I could feel my faith rising up, and and. We need to stand and be renewed. Listen to me. A fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit is needed on the body of Christ. We don't get baptized once. We get we be being baptized. It's over and over and over again. And sometimes it's easy to forget in the midst of all of the stuff that is going on in life. And I will be I will never be shameful of praying in tongues. People say it's of the devil. Well, when I was in the world, I never had tongues. So I'll never understand that one. But it's not. It's from the Lord. And it brings refreshing, it brings a recharging. It causes us to be who we are, strong and strengthened. Come on, stand to your feet. It's time for some of you, and I'll put myself in the boat, don't give up. Don't have brief brief faith. Let's put some fight into our faith today. And if it's not a circumstance that you're facing, then you put fight in your faith for somebody else. Because we're not an island unto ourselves. And we're gonna break through this thing that has been causing you not to be able to continue to move forward. Simple obedience. Remember, faith is not a feeling. Faith is moving out in simple obedience to what the spoken word of God is over your life. So let's just begin to worship. Let's get this sound back and let's, let's just declare And all of heaven, all of heaven is going to hear this. All of heaven, let there be a move of the spirit of God. Let the angels come and accompany, accompany the word of the Lord today. May you feel and sense and know that deep sense, when that hope, that hope rises up It's a deep sense of knowing that something good is about to happen. Whether it manifests in the natural or not, I'm telling you that something good is going to happen in your life. Come on. the Lord say, Johnson, I heard the Lord say that you're a forerunner and that you've been plowing. And he said that keep going because you're about to enter into an open pasture. And that's going to be, I I just see a lot of prosperity coming and funneling, not just funding through you, not to you, but through you. Funneling, that's the word. But you're a forerunner. And the gal that you're kneeling down right next to her, I heard, um, I just heard this word intercessor over you. And that there are times that you feel certain things and you think that it's your feeling those things, but the Lord is saying, No, that is a burden for you to cast upon Him because you're actually sensing the, the spirit realm and it's going to become even more heightened. So it's important for you to be prepared to understand the season that you're entering into so that, that you will know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. You'll get woken up in the middle of the night, it can happen in the middle of the day, but the Lord is going to just continue to pour in you and through you, and that you will have discernment. You'll discern the spirits. And you'll actually have a discerning of spirits on a greater level because that God's going to entrust you. He's going to entrust you with a greater level of authority. Just, sir, you back there. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know how to describe you. I can barely see. You just looked over at your friend. You right there. Yep, you. So I saw you. I saw your feet that were in, like, uh, mud, and it just was, like, like so hard. And then I saw your foot come up out of the mud onto like a step and the step was smooth. Then I saw you come up to the next step and that step was smooth. But then I saw you go to the next step and that step was full of mud. But I want you to know the Lord is saying, keep on stepping, keep on stepping. I don't know, I felt like it has to do with business, but it could be relationship, but it's something that that, that it just felt like you're going and you're going and you're going, you feel like you're not getting anywhere, but the Lord is picking you up because you have endured. He said, I count you faithful. You are faithful because of that, a greater level of anointing is coming upon you to continue to move forward because breakthrough is not only imminent, but it's gonna happen It's in the next uh, 30 days. You're gonna see a big shift take place in your life in the next 30 days. September is gonna be a very significant month for you. So I just bless you with that in Jesus' name. I know my prophet's son probably has like a gazillion things on his heart. Do you have anything you wanna share? No? Wow. just gonna be faithful to see what I see or just say what I see Heather I just saw a knot it was a good knot I saw the Lord tie a knot and so I believe that um, I don't know if you're gonna get married or what but there's a knot that God is tying and um, he's gonna tie it and uh, allow him to show you some things that maybe you haven't seen before. So God, I just ask that you would just open up the eyes of Heather in this season. And that God, that you are tying the knot. You are tying the knot. And so Lord, I thank you for, um, I can see the the uh, rope and it's like, it's not perfect. It's actually, there's, there's dirt on it. It's, it's not perfect, there's frayed ends. Um, there's imperfections in the rope, and yet God sees it fit to tie it together. And so I, I just bless you with that, that look at this rope, look at the strand. He's the one that's in the middle. He is the knot that tied the two ends together, and they're not perfect. But God will see it fit to do it. Thank you, Jesus. supposed to jump out of it and you're like I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going and there's someone behind you and they're pushing you and they're pushing you and they're pushing you and they said no you can do it you can do it. you can do it and you're and your your feet are doing everything you can not to go and you get pushed off the plane only to find out that you have a parachute God's asking you to step out into the unknown, things that you're not used to doing, and that it's gonna seem foreign to you, and there might be fear that's attached to it, but listen to what I'm gonna say, that your faith is bigger than your fear, because even fear has faith, because fear is believing that something negative is gonna happen. So even fear involves faith, but God's gonna give you faith that involves Him, and He will be your parachute. So it's not like when, it's not how, it's just now. It's not when, it's not how, it's just now. And so Father, I bless her with books, I say, God, that she will write. I thank you, Lord, that her, her story will bring freedom to those who read it. I thank you, God, that she's going to open up her mouth and she will speak and it'll bring life. It will not bring death. I thank you, Lord, that she rests in you. She trusts in you. And I thank you that she's going to get pushed out that door. It's just like the Holy Spirit himself has been prodding you and prodding you and prodding you. And you're just going to get pushed right out there. And you're going to feel as though you can't fly. But the parachute will open and God will be with you. He will instruct you. He will be by your side. In Jesus' name, I bless you with that. Come on, give God praise. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.